Hey there, Terrible Warriors. Welcome back. Uh, we've just finished playing Ross Rifles uh, with uh, Pat and Daniel uh, from Dundas West Games. Their game is currently in Kickstarter. Follow through to the episode description where you'll find a link to uh, to that campaign and get involved and, uh, and help make this game uh, the reality we all want it to be. And uh, yeah, it was uh, for you. You've been listening to us over the course of like two, two and a half weeks. For us, it's all happened in one day. So Alex and I have just finished playing Ross Rifles. How did you enjoy it, Alex? Because you were coming in quite cold. I was just like, come on down. Yeah, can you come down this weekend? I need or this, this upcoming weekend? Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I bribed you with pizza and wrestling. That is correct. Yeah, that's actually the truth. That is correct. And I was like, hmm, I will find a way out here. And then it it went better than expected. I was worried that see my my fear when trying a new game system because I'm probably the the least experienced when it comes to playing different systems in in the first place. I don't think I've ever played a Powered by the Apocalypse. What? I didn't know that. Really? I would I would have made a bigger deal about that no, in the first episode. I, I, as we were playing, it, I'm like. I've never played this. Okay, this. well, let's roll back. How was it like playing a Power by the Apocalypse yeah, game? That's because very now different. You, you got this it's, story I, I've, mode. I've played the very narrative, like the uh, the fate systems, and then I've played uh, D&D, and I've played sort of... This is sort of an Shadow run. Yeah, Shadowrun. Yeah, let's just take a okay. sigh. <laughs> I, I love the Shadowrun campaign. I don't like the math, and I'm not a super, you know, anti-math person. It's just... There's a lot there that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Um, but I did find this is like a comfortable medium in between. There's enough narrative. but the And you had said that there weren't really ways initially to die, I guess, in the system. But they've made ways to die in the uh, system. I, we, no, it, it depends on the Power by Apocalypse okay. game that you're playing and the buy-in that you're getting. I have found most Powered by the Apocalypse games don't put death on the table as a stake oh, okay. uh, because that's just not the story they're trying to tell, right? The the, the teenager superheroes and masks are just not going to die. They're going to get stressed out and they're going to deal with those consequences. And, and you know, even Tales of the Loop, uh, the, ki- the kids, it's not Powered by the Apocalypse. They're also, that's also another example of a game where your characters are not going to die. If you want to play that, there's Things a sequel. from the Flood. Things from the Flood where that can happen. Uh, but there's a... a most power by even even games like uh monster hearts and that where your characters could die they're more likely to go to their darkest selves and deal with the consequences of their actions and come back into it but those are just not the stories they're telling right so yeah it, there there are some of these pbta games i've got where your characters can uh i just find that even when they can um the focus tends to be more on conditions like what we had with stress in this game of of consequences that are happening to your characters over time and just spending time with them and if they end up becoming untenable as a player character they might not be dead but they become an npc like again in masks you might end up just taking on so many conditions and just not getting along with anyone in your team that you just choose to quit the Mm -hmm. team if you quit the team you're you're making a new character right that character has now become an npc and they've left same deal though if you advance hard enough that you become an adult you also, your character is now over and retired, is become an adult. You don't play adults in that game, so you're going to make a new player character. Um, and it's just, it, Powered by the Apocalypse games, I have found talking with Daniel, so talking with Brendan Conway from Root, the last game we played, are real good at being games that spotlight on a very specific story. And that spotlight isn't going to move around. It's, it's going to, this is what it's going to do, and this is what it's not going to do. And if you can buy into that, you're going to have a real good time. Uh, if you try to 
play Bluebeard's Bride, where it's all about escaping the house, well, that's a different game and it's not going to work uh, for you. Uh, and you're going to feel like you're constantly fighting the game, whereas what? you kind of want to yes and the rules and what is the story that the designer is trying to present to you? Well, this is the first game I've played where we where, where somebody died, but it wasn't a party wipe. Mm-hmm. Either every game I've played before, we've either party wiped or everybody's fine. Maybe died. Maybe died. Like question I accepted it, but I never checked off killed <laughs> very, in action. Very true. Okay, fair enough. There, uh, I like I said when I start a new game or a new game system, the worry is how hard is it going to be to get into the world or into uh, the game and understand the rules. The rules were easy to follow, and this is probably the fastest and most natural uh, game I've been a part of where we came up with the backstories and the characters. Like it, it was over a longer period of time than we sometimes would do because we got so into making the characters significantly longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say uh, you could crank out four characters in Ross Rifles in 20 minutes mm-hmm. if you wanted to really just ding, 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 check, 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 answer, 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 bond, bond, bond. You're Get there. The war. Yeah. Uh, that said... I had a really great time with character creation and we just chewed it out for a little longer because we were like, oh, and we just start. But I, I do that in every. But, I, but, I, but you know what? I, like, I, I, almost I, found... I, I think I spent two hours making characters and masks for the same reasons because you just start. Oh, and then it just becomes part of the play. And it's not to say like, I, oh, I, I liked one aspect more than the other. I just think that the character building in here was the most satisfying I've had playing any of the games yeah. on Terrible Warriors because once these characters are built, now we can throw them into anything. Now we could put, push the reset button and another time, keep these characters and start a new yeah, story entirely. Stats are, are going to be important yeah. with but challenges and figuring it out. But what yeah. I, yeah, what I really want to know is not just what are my characters' statistics, but why is my character here and with you and in this place and how did they get there? And these are questions that, you want to ask yourself when you're playing any game, uh, but are not questions that are required of you when you're playing something like Dungeons and Dragons or, uh, or just traditional games or even, even games like Star Trek adventures. You know, it, it's part of the creation. If you want to ask those leading questions from the GM side, but the onus isn't really presented to the player by default. Whereas a lot of power by apocalypse games have really embraced questions like the bonds we did here where it's it's going to help you create that connected tissue but then also like if if you're alex like not an improviser and haven't been part of collective storytelling and feeling like oh man i just want to roll dice to see if i hit the bad guy um and it really this also i find is going to help you give prompts i don't i don't know what to do but you know, Ben Williams and I often butt heads when strategizing. So whatever he's going to come up with, I'm just going to devil's advocate with and, him. And yeah. then, that's going to give me something. And then to get out of it, let's flip a coin. Yeah. yeah. And, it kind of, and then, but when you said flip a coin, it went right into the narrative. Yeah. And then the coin flipped heads and we're in the dirt. And it's just like cut to yeah. the plan. But then it went to, when you said flip a coin, you're like, okay, I'll roll a die. You, it was very meta. And then you were like, well, you know what? This is a part of my character now. I'm like, I don't want the responsibility of losing people. Yeah. So my character chalks it up to luck. Yeah. Yeah. It and just it, snowballed into itself. Yeah. And then yeah. so your character like evolved over the course of our like four hours. And you rolled the dice on our lives and look what happened. 
<laughs> I, I turned out okay. Your character was like, and, and once again, luck didn't fail you. Well, I, yeah. li- I liked all the characters. Your character, though, like you start off as this like brutal killer, and we're like, oh, I was like, okay, what is this going to be? And then you were like, then it became so so human. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was. It, it, it's and that, and that if you don't know where to go, it doesn't hurt to start with a trope, but then start digging yeah, under and, what and see what happens. Like that's just the surface and that's just what's on the cover of the book. But what, what's going on in there? Right. How, how is this, how is this clock ticking? And, uh, and I, and I really liked seeing all those wires get exposed. And, and, and in your case, you play almost against type because you're usually a very outgoing flamboyant. You're the, the up super energy characters a lot of times. Yeah. And you had to play the reserve, the, it's tough when you're in an audio podcast playing a character who doesn't talk a lot. And so I, I tend to I tended to break character a little bit more often just to let you all into my thinking yeah. so that you yeah. could yeah, of be course. a part of that. But, uh, you know, just starting with, I didn't know what to say when when Stanhope called me. I went, sure. And then I just like, all right, well, that's just what he says to everything. Yeah. And every time he says, sure, it's like, I am Groot. And it's kind of this, it takes on a different meaning each time. Mm-hmm. And that might be the last thing he said just before he went under the mud. It was just like... Sure. sure. And that was just this acceptance, right? And it's just mm-hmm. um just kind of fun to fun little narrative challenge. Yeah. So how about the two of you? How did you enjoy our our little playtest? I loved it. There? I loved it. It was it was nice. I th- I liked how we went on our historical tangents because yeah. that's what we want like the last game we put out Zany Zoo. Character creation is literally about doing research on the internet. Like Yeah. You, and we, we want that. We want people to be like reading about the First World War while open they're playing. Open up the archives. And open find up the archives. Or be like, okay, we, like this is my gun. Let me look it up. Um, and that plays into the educational role yeah, of the game. 100%. Right? I like those tangents. I like seeing the characters evolve. I like, I actually really liked how you were like, yeah, I'm going to die. This is it. And you made it a part of the role play. Yeah. yeah. Right. I really like that. Um, I really liked how even though you accepted it, Everybody at the table was like, okay, well, this is how we could have saved you. Yeah. And, then and if like, we did another hour, I think it probably, like, we still had the dog. I was like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I yeah. actually forgot yeah, about the dog. Yeah, we lost the dog. <laughs> and, the dog. Yeah. and there I am. As I just go into the mud, all of a sudden there's just scratch, scratch, I scratch, about scratch, the dog scratch. Too. And he grabs my identity disc and pulls me back out of the mud. And I'm like, now, I long ago in another age when I played D&D 3.5 I played a character who whose character the, the character died and everyone else then went on this whole mission to like get the gems and crystals or whatever to resurrect me by the time we went through that and brought me back like an actual year had passed yeah and I didn't want to play him anymore but here I was thrust back at this character's back on the table I was just like <laughs> he doesn't like any of you he just spent a year in the Elysian <laughs> fields and you pulled him back into this crap he quits yeah right and and I wonder like it what What's Al's story going to be dealing with? He was ready. Yeah. And he was done and he'd done his duty and he had died. And that was noble and glorious. And, and it was of all the ways to go peaceful. Yeah. In a a place where he wanted to be. And, and then to be pulled out of that and brought right back into it for another eternity. Like, there, that's a whole different playbook almost happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, You'd maybe, be discarded. Like, like, I'm not discarded anymore. I just advance into the scarred and I just play that playbook instead. Yeah. Um, and uh, and play a whole different arc. Um, and I love that Power by Apocalypse games kind of allow that and that these aren't classes. Each playbook is a story that you're going to tell and your character could shift between playbooks over time if, as that story changes if you're doing a long form. Yeah. Um, and 
one character like you know like or like ben uh you could fit into the sergeant you could fit into the replacement you could fit into the scrounger right it just but what story do you the player want to tell with the concept you have in mind yeah and I, and I like, you know, I really enjoyed it because like there were so many points when it could have been like, okay, that's the end of our session. That's a one session thing. Yeah. But after this, so like we have like around three hours of gameplay, right? That's one session, like a con session. After this though, we could have gone on for, we could have played multiple three hour sessions after this with the exact same characters. Yeah. yeah. Or you can take Alex, your character and take him into a different game with a different section as we get broken up after yeah. this whole cart marshal exactly. thing. And we're still, <laughs> but we're all out there. And then, and then after you've played for a while and then, and then you meet up with Al like four months later. And Al's the scar. And Al's the scar. Al's the scar. Right? I'm the same. And, and the meat grinders has taken on a different meaning in that it's not that we're grinding up them. It's everybody that serves with me gets ground up. And one thing I, yes. One, yes. something I, I enjoy too. There's so like, I did notice the only thing in front of you, Daniel, was laptop for internet searches and your own notes. That the GM, you don't have those moves and things. There's no screen. There's no cards up your sleeve. Um, you're just watching us and reacting to us and following our moves. You never even roll dice. If I died, I could be the GM and you pick up a playbook. Yep. And yeah. and the rules are like, because the rules are all on the player side for players who are like, oh, I don't want to GM a game. Well, honestly, it's harder to be a player in this game in terms of the responsibilities of yep. following the rules. So the GM is just an adjudicator yeah, the- and, and, and painting and throwing a couple challenges your way. But really, those challenges are all reflective of the bonds and the stories that you have presented right so all right if stanhope is is an important character you're going to throw him in and create some drama and have stanhope really test the nature of that friendship and see where that goes and and if that doesn't ring any bells then bring in red If that doesn't ring any bells and let's let's have some more letters coming in from your sister and dealing with the death of the brother-in-law and yeah and and uh um and it's something I, I saw first when we were playing Night Witches, which deals with a lot of like your characters are going to die quick and often. Uh, when that happens, let that dead player become the next GM. Then the GM comes in, plays, and then as players die, the GM role can rotate around the table. And that allows also to keep things fresh and new ideas yeah. and new challenges. It's like, hey, we'll be in charge of this battle and yeah. then yeah. We'll, you'll do and this And time battle. can pass and you just go, okay, well, you know, a month is later and yeah. you're in a new area. Have a new playbook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you two re- really enjoyed it. Uh, like, I had a lot of fun jamming yeah. it. I had a ton of fun playing that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a good character. <laughs> what What advice would you might have? Because as we mentioned, it is it is outside the norm for a game to be rooted in reality, especially a period, and 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 signaled around you know real people, real locations, real historical events. For a GM who's feeling, oh, I don't want to play this because I feel like it's not going to do. It justice or it's not going to be respectful or it's or or i'm just nervous about doing something that's based in in the real world versus something with magic or science fiction or time travel and dinosaurs like there's there's a comfort in doing the imaginary what advice might you have as you know now having played a thousand of these games uh of, of doing a period piece rpg and and approaching that subject in a way that doesn't also like you don't want to turn Ross Rifles into a mockery of of, of, of course, where things yeah. are going. This is not a comedy game, and 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 there does need to come at it from a certain point of respect for its source. What do you think of if if you had a GM coming to you going like, I don't want to do this because it's real. Yeah, 
Totally. I, I mean, like there are points when we were playing, there were so many points we were just laughing. Yeah. We were just laughing and they, you're going to hit those like comedic highs, going to hit those dramatic highs. Um, but I think with Ross Rifles, though, the one thing that we emphasize is that you aren't changing history. Yeah. And so people are always sort of like, well, I don't know much about this battle. Right. We really didn't interact with the Battle of Passchendaele. No, it was a very, very small, insignificant and point in that line. And mm-hmm. that's what makes it possible for people to play this game without knowing too much, right? The only thing you have to understand and respect is that these are human beings. Yeah. Right? And that these people... Even if Ben didn't respect that they were human beings. But his character, <laughs> though, had that was background. Was to come to it. And was coming to it, right? But the... So you don't have to really know history to do it. You just have to be respectful of people who made sacrifices. And I think anybody can do that. And, and Pat, like we know like sort of why you approaching Ross Rifles and, 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 and now like the development of the game. And um, how has it been like for you? I've heard a lot of Daniel's uh, yeah. perspective. How has it been like for you uh, um, developing this game and learning about this run and, and some of the reactions you've had from other people? people you've played with and um i've certainly enjoyed it uh, but i think over the course of sort of the reasons why we started to develop this game and over the course of its development i've discovered that i think ross rifle is actually a very powerful tool for remembrance specifically you know because it's about the first world war and when you're actually engaging with this material you are bringing a sort of a level of connection to the first world war that you don't get from reading or you don't get from you know just learning about it in the classroom right you you are actually interacting with the experiences that people in the First World War had. And so I've learned that it's actually a very powerful tool for that to to understand what happened. And I think that's why we wanted to bring Ross rifles into the world, right? I was about to ask, you know, uh, being passionate about this topic, um, you've already answered it. Why would you why tabletop role-playing games versus any other medium, right? Yeah. Versus a textbook or a YouTube series or a documentary or, uh, or anything. Why, or even a board game, it, it, tabletop role-playing games. I think you just answered that is there are these empathy engines. Yeah. It allows you this one-on-one connection to a character that you have invented, mm-hmm. but to a place in time that happened. And for just two and a half, three hours, you're there and you can, empathize with the struggles and the fears and the yeah, exactly. stress and the hopes and all the challenges that went with being there. And uh, I would have loved to have played even just for one more hour to get that. Cause it sounded like that next hour, that third hour was really going to be very much more role play as we yeah. deal with your arrest and deal with my near death experience and deal with um, Ben being this hero who's like, you're not, you're just lucky every time and everyone around you is dying because of your choices, but you just keep and being he gets praised. To tell the story. You keep being praised for it and and you're you're not, though. Um not, not if we're actually looking at the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh and and yet um it it was it was just really interesting turn on that arc. And I and I think that next hour would have been maybe no dice rolls. It, it would have probably just, been no dice rolls. It would have just rolls. been us moving yeah. around the the um the trenches and the camp to dealing with with each other and, and the people and, and the really the fallout of of the of the previous night's mission yeah and I, and I think this is um one of the things we would like i was at least trying to steer us in is that like yeah somebody who plays more like trad games like D, 
this is kind of like that midpoint between those the the narrative heavy PPTA games and the more yeah. tactical yeah. like three point five. Yeah. If you don't know what to do, go and fight something for a while and figure it out. And you know, whereas I have certainly played PPTA games that are so story heavy that you know you're playing Monster Hearts and you're looking at your move sheet going, I don't know what to do, and none of these, and it's like, well, just just talk to me. Yeah, we were right? looking at each other talking yeah. rather yeah. than at our sheets. And I mean, it was only when I was like having to rescue you going like, OK, OK, all right, I, yeah. I got I to gotta rescue you now. What can I do here as I'm trying to strategize in advance? OK, it looks like out of the night I can and yeah. I could do that. But but I didn't go there until there was a real crisis mm-hmm. that needed. I need to resolve this. And I don't know if I'm going to charge or if I'm going to ask around for help <laughs> yeah hello hello i need an you, adult and then you charged and then you lost your gun and yeah then, yeah yeah you you the sh- feeling in my left side yeah and- <laughs> the things just went south real bad yeah but like yeah we we wanted to be able to a from like a business perspective meet the the largest number and most diverse group of players we possibly could but also since it was an educational game we wanted to reach as big of an audience as possible yeah yeah, and it does. It's nice to see how accessible it is. That the barriers of entry into this game are very low, um, and uh, you know, even as you mentioned, Dungeon World is it's it's a, it's, a, it's crunchier. There, there's there's there, there's there's more there's more demands on the player if they're entering in it that if they have never played Dungeons and Dragons and they have never played a Powered by the Apocalypse game, it's asking a lot for you to now pick up on kind of both of those yeah. styles quite yep. quickly. Um, where this is really just, you know, it's, it's just asking you what story would you like to tell and how are you connected to these other players? And then the rest will just, will figure it out and, and, and it'll reveal itself. And it's quite, um, I mean, I'm coming at it from someone who's played a lot of power, but Alex, this was your very first power. Was it intimidating? No, not at all. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, it was, it was all. Um, you ask a yes or no question, you get a yes or no answer. That was true. interview 101. That was on me. <laughs> it, How intimidating did you feel this game was? Uh, little, very little at all. It's all going to depend on how how into building your lore and story you are. And if you're interested and want to go forward with it, you're going to have a great time. If you're somebody who really doesn't want, I, I don't want to think for myself. Well, this is this is it's a collaborative story. If you yeah. don't want to tell a collaborative yeah. story, you know, exactly go play a board game. Exactly. Because it's this is like that's one of those buy-ins where, you know, it's like going to an improv night and wanting to just sit at the side of the wall and not participate. Okay, well then yeah. you're not exactly for different reasons. If you're playing you sign Mario Kart next door, you can go play it over yeah. there. If you're playing, you've signed up to play. And yeah. if you're coming to this it helps because you like we were collaborating back and yeah. forth on things and and filling in the blanks of each other's stories, together, right? Yeah. Like if I really don't know what Al Rice is gonna do, I mean, I can just, I don't know what Al Rice is gonna do, and and he's just kind of sitting here going like he just doesn't want to belong here, yeah. And 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 you can just kind of you can bide your time and just ask like because you're gonna find in more Powered by Apocalypse games the GM is just gonna follow up almost every discussion with what do you do. Yeah, <laughs> that's, just the, that's that's the most common thing they're going to say is what do you do where in D&D is probably roll for initiative. Um, and what do you do? And and then you just you don't have to look at the moves or what dice you're going to roll. Just go. I'm in my bunk and I'm drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm yeah. looking for some cheese 
or, you know, I'm hungry and we're going on a mission tonight and this might be the last meal we have. So I'm going to find a turkey and, <laughs> and, and there's no turkeys out here in, 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 uh, in the front, but I'm going to goddamn I'm going to find it. And maybe you're going to find a can of turkey and that's just going to be a feast. And you just, you want to make sure you have that. And maybe that's just going to be our mission that day. Yeah. And it, it can be, we've certainly had those games where yeah. it's like that. Yeah. Especially if you got someone like the scrounger who's just like, I'm putting a meal together for everyone. Yeah. And, we're going to uh, have Thanksgiving in the trenches. Yeah. yeah it's like, that's your game. So we're having, uh, you know Cornish hens well these are sparrows and it's like they're not sparrows they're messenger pigeons they're, they're, they're messenger <laughs> pigeons yeah, yeah, yeah. and they are Cornish hens tonight <laughs> exactly yeah. and, that, and there's your game you have something like nice and lighthearted. until the uh, superior officer finds out you've been eating the messenger pigeons yes <laughs> that's why his letters aren't going home <laughs> <laughs> and why the reinforcements didn't arrive that yeah. night <laughs> and why the artillery didn't get the updated coordinates and are now shelling friendly troops yep roll for initiative yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so, uh, uh, Ross Rifles is still in Kickstarter. Uh, the description is in the link in the episode description. Words are difficult, but you can find it there. Just uh, click on descriptions uh, to the Kickstarter page uh, and follow along with this campaign. Follow along with the stretch goals. Find out what tier you want to be involved in and get involved in, in helping to make this game a reality because it's, it's really cool. And of the games I've played this year too, I find Ross Rifles, it's telling a story that doesn't get told. And it's, uh, it's I think it's as an education tool and, and as, a, as a game mechanic and as this opportunity that you have to bring to your table. Um, I don't throw important around a whole lot, but I, I, I do think games like this that are telling stories and trying to highlight these other bits uh, fall into that category. And so uh, uh, Pat and Daniel, thank you for making Ross Rifles. This is a really fun experience. And I can't wait to see uh, what the um, what the full package is going to look like uh, when it comes out. Because um, I know you say it's already ready, so it's got to get printed. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that copy. A couple of things we have to finish writing and yeah. some tweaks. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. it's otherwise, yeah. We're, we're pretty well along. Mm -hmm. So yeah. where can we follow up with uh, both of you and with Dundas West Games? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Daniel H. Kwan. Also, DanielHQuan.com. Dundas West Games is DundasWestGames.com, at Dundas West Games on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, you can email me at DanielK at DundasWestGames.com. And subscribe to the Asians Represent podcast. Yeah, that too. Of which he's a co-host on, and <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And you've got the uh, uh, the D&D game that you're running. Yes. Over there, which yes. is a, it's a whole wonderful thing, which will turn into a Dundas West Games project. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yes. So that's also there. And Pat, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Keenan underscore Patrick. And if you have an email to send me about Ross Rifles, you can email me at Patrick at DundasWestGames.com. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining me around here at the table. You know, uh, congratulations on your Kickstarter. I'm going to say because we're two and a half weeks into it now. Yeah. And, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. It was great. Uh, and this this game is awesome. So uh, we'll uh, I, I, we'll bring it back. I'm going to revisit this uh, uh, you know this time next year uh, to uh, to come back to it because I understand too. Like when we do these Kickstarter games, these are these are the quick start guides. These are the games as they are, and uh, and it's like playing early access, right? So I'd like to come back and and, and see where it is and and, and how it's been so thank you for your time thank and you for having us thank yes, you for thank joining you so oh thank you for joining me my dear listener we will be back next week with a whole nother game and we'll be announcing that uh, on twitter at dice warriors so go make sure you're following us there for now i bid you adieu thank you for playing these games thank you for making your tables accessible and open to new players and new stories and thank you for being terrible warriors until next time be good to each other bye bye bye, -bye. <laughs>